Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Saturday, November 14th, and it has been a long time since we last recorded a podcast. Well, see, how long? When was the last podcast we recorded? Do you know? April 4th, I think. Yeah, was. that's like over seven that's months over ago. That's over seven months ago. Charlie, Wesley, and of course, everyone's favorite, Alex, is all back. Um, it's college basketball season's underway. It's been seven months. Been a long time. A lot of people thought we were dead, getting a lot of DMs, a lot of messages, but we are back. Unfortunately, we are without Luke, and let me just brief explanation of where Luke's at. He's off in college in Iowa right now. Luckily, me, Wesley, and Chuck, we are all here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Who, by the way, is going to be a very yep. good basketball team this year. Final four contender. Final four contender, right about that. But anyways, we hope that uh, everyone's doing all right during these tough times. 2020 has obviously been a weird year for many. Um, I think every single person here has already had COVID, we so we've been through the thick of it. We've we been have. through the thick of it, like yeah. everyone else has been. We've all had it, successfully yep. recovered, successfully and we recovered. hope that all of you guys are doing well out there, staying safe. Yes, and we obviously appreciate your loyalty as the college basketball season draws near and near. Anyways, we don't want to we don't want to give you guys too much fluff. So we know that college basketball season is getting close. We got to get right into things. First off, we each created our preseason top five. Best teams in all of college basketball. Yep. Um, I mean, this is kind of based on what we think. It's also a little bit based off of the preseason top 25 that AP came out with. But I obviously, mean, I didn't to look extent, at that. If I, to an extent. If I'm being honest, I didn't look at that very much when I created mine. That's fair. That's I looked fair. at who left each team and mm-hmm. who, what, like what each team got in recruiting classes. Yep. Some transfers. Transfers. That's, a, that's transfers another big, are a big huge thing. So who too. wants to uh, lead off their preseason top five? Should we just all say our first team? Or yeah, we'll we... go around one through five, start one through five probably. So my first team is Gonzaga. I think we should just say all five. All five? That works fine too. All right, so I'll go with my top five first. At number one, I got Gonzaga. They only lost Killian Tilly and Philip Putrasov. I have no <laughs> If I butcher that, I apologize for wherever he is from for butchering that name. But those are the only two players they lost. Wait, they, didn't, they didn't lose Philip Petrusov. You see, he's not. A, it's Corey Kispert, Joel Ayayi. Yeah, and I know Corey Kispert and Ayayi withdrew from the draft. And Drew Timmy. Oh, okay, so they lost Petrusa. Okay, that's yes. my bad. I thought that's, that's, their, that's kind of rusty here. The big three of Gonzaga is still got Mark Few, yeah. a top coach in the nation, and they're in arguably a, a conference that can dominate. It's there a mid-major the, conference. It's a mid-major conference, and, and they're not a mid-major team, I would argue. Not to be overlooked, they added a five-star freshman, Jalen Suggs. They did indeed, and that's, that is a huge addition. So they're bringing back most of their team that would have – most likely making a Final Four run in the previous mid, or, uh, March Madness that did not happen. We would assume that they would have made it to the Final yeah. Four, but you never know. But they're, te- they're returning most of their big players, and um, they got good things ahead. Coming to number two for me, I got Baylor. Baylor is also returning most of their starting lineup. They're a defensively hound dog, you could call them, yeah. team. They're all over on defense, and um, they got a lot of guys that can score. Jared Butler. Do we think Jared Butler is a possible wooden player of the year award? I think year? he is. Yes. I think he would be my preseason. Yeah, you're, you're, a, big, you're a big Jared Butler guy, aren't you? I think, yep. Yeah, Davion Mitchell also coming back for Butler. He was an underlooked kind of sneaky. Macy Oteague. Yep, exactly. They got, they got most of their guys coming back except for Freddie Gillespie. That's about it. Yes. That's the only guy they pretty much Tough lost. Tough loss. He was a blue-collar kind of He was a blue-collar kind of guy. But I had the same top two as you. I go Gonzaga Baylor for my top two. Yep. What was your top two? I went Baylor at number one and then Iowa at number so two. So you don't have the Zags in either of the top spots. Wow. I got Zags at four. Okay. Explain um, why you love Iowa so much because I like them too. But uh, Iowa, they've got everyone returning. They've got Luca Garza coming back. And last year, Iowa, they dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, Jordan Bohannon, 
Yes. Uh, he'll be back this year running point. Do they not sleep got, on Jordan Bohannon. He is a baller. He is a sniper. They got Wieskamp coming back. Speaking CJ of snipers, Wieskamp is a sniper. They got a dynamic ball sniper. And honestly, I know Luke loved this player, but I think Joe Toussaint, he's going to take his game to the next level this year, we'll and that's going to propel that's, Iowa oh, that's to a, we'll be see. a that's, top five team. That is a disagree on the whole Joe Toussaint, because that guy is physically unable to shoot anything outside like five feet. He just Correct. he just does layups. Yep. He's a great layup. That small, he's, he's a New York he's a New York style point guard. Okay. Layup package. If Iowa, Iowa's offense is incredible. They just need to play a Seriously. little bit of Seriously. a little bit of defense, yes. and they'll be title contenders. As long as they're holding teams to like around seventy points mm-hmm. per game, I think they got a chance to win pretty much any game because their offense is explosive. I think they have the best player in the country on their team in Luka Garza. Yeah. They're very, very, very Luka Garza is probably the front runner for front runner for winning the year. I think he's going to win it probably personally, but they're very lucky to get him back because he could have easily gone to the NBA after yeah. that season last so, year. So, Alex, if you had – what was your list again? It was Baylor 1. Baylor, Iowa, and I have Duke Baylor, at Baylor, Iowa, and then Duke – do you have Duke in front of Gonzaga? Please explain yourself. I don't know. I mean, Duke – like, you look at their recruiting class. They lost – the they always. That's always. Yeah. Duke is like a reload. They're a reload every. They empty the cartridge and just reload it right away. Yep. Every, they every have game. a lot of big recruits. Maybe not like like top five like R.J. Barrett, Zion, like they had previously. But they got Jalen Johnson coming in. Jeremy Roach is a phenomenal player. He's going to be a great. Those are guard. those are two pretty solid recruits. But and I don't know if that's enough to bump him up in my top five. Wendell Moore. He's gonna. He's gonna be incredible. Define incredible. Me. He's gonna be. Arguably ACC Player of the Year. We'll have to see on that because honestly, him, Duke, him or like Sam Hauser, Kihei no, Clark, not Kihei Clark, no, no, no Virginia, impossible, no. Nope. But I think that Duke, they're kind of like a hit or miss every year. It's if the recruits hit or not, mm-hmm. and if like a few turn out to be big players and like top ten NBA yeah. prospects, I then mean, they're a good team. But that's that's always how Duke, Duke also has the best coach in the country. I I really there's a lot of see. cases for that, but I'm I am a big Jay Wright guy. He's Duke's got a lot of talent. We'll see how they're fresh. Oh, wait, no, no, no. You're perform. talking about Duke. Coach I thought you were talking about Nova. My bad. Yeah, yeah, coach yeah, yeah I'm talking about I, Duke. I'm, I got Nova on the mind because they're my number three team, and I think Jay Wright has a case for best coach in the country. I would agree. Think about Nova. All they really lost was Sadiq Bey, and admittedly, he is, is their best player. Tough best player. loss. It was yes. a tough loss. Sadiq Bey, somehow, he basically turned into Steph Curry last year. He just hit threes everywhere. everywhere. He was shooting like 60%, but, like most games from three, yes. which is incredible for a player of his size. But Colin Gillespie is still there. He can always create for himself. Mm-hmm. He gets his shot off, mm-hmm. and with another year under his belt, I think he'll be even better. Yep. And here's something that I uh, just found the other day. They got a Tulane transfer named Caleb Daniels, and he played, so he didn't play last year because he was in like the transfer portal or whatever, but two years ago he averaged 17 points per game. So he could be a double-digit scorer for them, so I think that's a player to keep your eye on. For True. They on also the got Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yeah. He, many people yep. thought he was yes. going to go – in the NBA draft, he decided to come back and stay. It's a big plus. Probably a smart Nova. decision for him, honestly. I think he could have a big year this year. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. My number three team is Iowa, also for the same reasons as Alex said, except I believe that Baylor's defense at number for my number two spot, Baylor's defense is better than Iowa's offense, I would say. So that's why I have them ahead. But it's kind of a hit or miss with either of them. They could go either way. I really, really like Iowa. Obviously, I love Luca Garza. I think he's the front runner, obviously, and I think he's going to win. 
Wooden Player of the Year award. Yeah. So they're they're a, they're a dangerous team. Watch Who did you them. have at four then? Number four, I had Wisconsin. Okay, I did too. Hometown favorite. Hometown favorite. There is ma- there is not that much bias, honestly. But there's, you can argue that there's a little bit. You can argue there's a slight amount of bias seeping in. Seeping but in. honestly, at the same time, they Wisconsin did not really. has everyone coming back. Everyone, Everybody. aside from Brevin Pritzel. Brevin Pritzel is a know, minor six-man kind of player. He's a minor. Mm. He's, he's at best a six-man six who can man. sometimes get like a crazy amount of boards. Shout yep. out Marquette. Yeah. No, Brevin Pritzel, <laughs> he was a huge recruit coming in and turned out to really be nothing for Wisconsin. Not nothing, but not what they expected, you could say. So they're bringing back all their key players, Aleem Ford, Micah Potter, Nate Reavers, Brad Davison. Brad Davison, exactly. Speaking of Aleem Ford, I'm expecting a big year out of him because I really love he is Aleem in my history Ford. class and he has not shown up for about a month straight, so he better be practicing his jumper. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I really hope that the Badgers just, everybody's clicking because their chemistry at the end of last year, I don't think, was no team had better chemistry at the end of the year than Wisconsin. They were rolling at the end of the year. Yeah. And they were, they were. Well, what like simulation was it that like simulated the March Madness bracket and had Wisconsin winning it all? I think ESPN. I might, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it was ESPN that had Wisconsin. There's maybe one of those like saber metrics. Like it wasn't Ken Palm. I have, I, I, it was some simulation. Wisconsin was a four seed and won it all. Yeah, and I mean, Wouldn't obviously, that that's incredible. completely anecdotal. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't mean anything. But if you're only losing Brevin Pritzel, it's not a bad sign. It's not <laughs> a bad sign. They're for it's sure true. a top 10 team. They're number four in my Yeah, rankings. I had them at four, too, and then my number five team was Iowa. We've talked about them a lot. Everyone coming back, getting hopefully healthier this year, as long as Iowa stays healthy and has like even like the smallest semblance of defense because their offense is potent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, my number five team, I don't think either of you had them in your top five, is Illinois. Uh, reason, I don't. I don't hate this pick though. This is a good. Pick. A good I have pick. Illinois in my top five. Um, they got Coburn coming back. They got Trent Frazier, uh, Georgie Bajanishvili, and then the main reason I, I was put say, how could you forget the main no. reason I put Illinois ahead of teams like Wisconsin is because of Iota Sunmo. He's yeah, he's the second best closer in college basketball. Debate. Alex, <laughs> Alex would disagree, but he is a killer, and he can finish games like nobody else. It's insane. Illinois got. A lot of starters returning, and Brad Underwood is a phenomenal coach. Big Ten's going to be tough this year. Big Very Ten. tough. Wisconsin, yeah. Iowa, Illinois. That's a murderer's row of top three teams. Exactly. And then, like, you throw in a competitive Michigan and a competitive Michigan State. What do we think about like, Michigan State this year, by the way? They lost Cassius Winston. They did. I think that's going to be a bigger loss than people I see. think Rocket Watts can step up, not into Cassius' uh, shoes, not into Cassius' shoes, but I think they can still be a top 15 I team. I don't know who's going to play point guard for Michigan State this year. I don't know if Rocket Watts. I think Rocket Watts could absolutely transition to point guard. There's, he's not a facilitator. I don't know if he's got the handles. I don't know if he's got the handle. And I think Aaron Henry, Tito, he could step up. <laughs> he can always step up. They also do have Joey Hauser, who but signed yeah, out last year. Marquette transfer from mediocre 2018. Player. He's a mediocre but he, player. But he's serviceable. Yeah. He's serviceable. He'll be a decent piece for them. He'll be a nice ad. Yeah, they don't need him to be a stud. They just need him to be serviceable. That's all they need. Yeah, him. But Michigan State does not crack my anywhere near my top five, obviously. But I feel like they could be... I feel like they yeah, could be no. a team to keep Just an the, eye on this The year. Big Ten, I would argue right now, preseason, the Big Ten will probably have the most competitive basketball from top to bottom. Yes, I agree. Are there any other teams that are like close to the top five we want to talk about? Alex, I know you're a big Virginia guy. Um, Virginia, I mean, they're always kind of there. They're always at the top of the ACC. Uh, they lost Diakite. Who is arguably... So, Big, big, big loss for Big them. piece. They got Kihei Clark coming back, and then they got Sam Hauser, who I believe was on, like, some preseason, like, third team. Third team. Yeah, third team AP. So he'll be That's just a like, decent listen, replacement for Sam Diakite. Sam Hauser just being a little overrated. People he think really he's is. really going to be third team All-American, yeah, going I, into Tony Bennett's system. I don't think that... 
I don't fits think him so. that well. He's I mean, an Alex, you, player. you're a Marquette guy. How do you think Tony Bennett's system is specifically, basically negative offense, fits Hauser's game? It, that's kind of the reason why I don't know why he transferred. But <laughs> he is a sniper. He will. I think his career three point percentage is like forty four percent, which is incredible. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it is incredible, but he also has not played. Division One basketball on a team in over a year because he had to sit out through through the transfer portal, whatever. The yeah, thing is. You know, it might take him a few weeks to get exactly. And I, I don't think that it's wet. fair to like other players that have like proven themselves just to throw them into a. I don't know though. He's an All American team. I, I agree know. with that, but I still think he's the best player on that team because I am not a believer in Kihei Clark. I don't think Kihei Clark. And if you're not a team. believer in Kihei Clark, shout out Reese Beekman, uh, four star recruit. Yeah. He actually, I do, I do like that recruit. He actually played. Um, High school basketball, like he was our big rival, so he's yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah, very athletic guard. So if he steps into the Kia Clark role, I may be a believer in Virginia, but you never know. If he takes over, is he point guard? guard? Yeah. He okay. Is, yeah. He's he will overtake Kia Clark. Kia Clark is give it a month. quite small, and Kia Clark will be a serviceable six man. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see it. What was that play last year where Kihei Clark got like literally like killed and like? I think like somebody <laughs> went up to block him. It was like a oh, like yeah. a big man yeah. went up to block him, and he ran in like into the side of him and just, <laughs> just flew. He just, just flew, flew into the stands. Like backwards. Oh it was like a trampoline. He fell off. It was crazy. But I don't know. I'm not. I am personally anti Kihei Clark. Do we have any other uh, teams in the top five like that are close that we want to talk about, or should we get right into our final four sleeper teams? I'll lead off the Final Four sleeper teams because this is a team, I mean, if you listen last year, you know how I feel about this team. A Final Four sleeper team for me, we're going back to the Big Ten, okay? Rutgers. Rutgers is a Final Four sleeper team. Ron Harper and Geo Baker, dynamic duo. Geo Baker, he was, people forget, he was injured last year. His thumb was like broke at the start of the year, never fully healed. The entire year, never fully healed. That's why his minutes were so low. Remember, you look at the minutes last year and be like, why is Geo Baker only playing 15 minutes? That was the reason why. I think he's the best closer in all of college basketball. I'm not saying he's bet, like a better player than I would assume. Would that be an asinine comment to make? But I think he's a, the best closer in all of college basketball. He's so clutch. The only guy they lost was Caleb McConnell, and he was like a mediocre starter at best. I don't think that loss is going to hurt him. I just don't know if they have enough pieces surrounding Geo Baker. To get them they have that above one, and They have that one tall guy with teams. the sideburns. Dude, I, this is a sleeper <laughs> Final Four team because this is a team that can catch fire. Ron they Harper, Geo Baker, this team can catch fire. They're all about momentum, so, and they can also close they are, games. They're too. all about momentum. They're Rutgers about, is a momentum team. They're a momentum team, and Steve Peichel. Steve Peichel's you can't a great go against coach, But they do know how to win games at the end, but the issue is that do they have enough firepower to keep it close throughout against other big top 10, top I would, 5 I would teams? actually agree with that statement. Do they have enough I mean, to keep it close throughout let's and be then fair. finish the game? This is a sleeper Final Four team for a reason. You know, I'm not like... Projecting that they'll make the final four per se. Who knows? Something to watch out for. Something, Something to watch, watch out, out for. All right, I'm gonna go to the Pac-12 and say Arizona State. Uh, one player for you, Remy Martin. Remy Martin. Their backcourt may or may not have a man crush on him. <laughs> Bill Walton introduced America to Remy Martin last he year. Did. He did. He'd be did. announcing like. Uh, random Pac-12 game. It would be like Oregon State. Not even Cal. involving Arizona State. No, Arizona State's not even there. And he'd be like, ah, you see Remy Martin play lately? He's really a good player. Yeah, he would, <laughs> he would just overly talk about him. But for good reason, I guess. Yeah. He's a great player. And to go alongside Remy Martin in the backcourt, they're bringing in five-star recruit Josh Christopher. Their backcourt is going to be dangerous. It's spooky. I, I'd really like ASU to, to go deep in the tournament this year. 
And speaking of good backcourts, my sleeper team from the AAC American Athletic Conference is the Houston Cougars. This I, is me and Wesley just with classic, 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 so two classic. Last, last, so last year carryover a little bit. I was a big fan of the Cougs and <laughs> the cardiac Cougs. The cardiac Cougs, and they really didn't lose anybody. Nate Hinton, one of their forwards, starting forwards, was a kind of a key piece. But honestly, for Houston, it's he was weird. okay. Yeah, he was okay. They really don't have a guy that'll get them twenty a game. They, everybody on their team. Gets double figures on their starting lineup. Sorry, gets double figures. So, but like ten to fifteen points. Still got Dejan Jarrell. Dejan Jarrell, Marcus Sasser, Quentin Grimes, the transfer Grimes. from Kansas, and and Caleb Mills as well. Also, their sixth man who kind of just gets buckets off the bench. Yeah. So they have a, they have a great set of guards coming in that are still there. I guess returning, I could say. And I just really think that they're a really well-rounded team. Fabian White also a forward for them coming back as well. So they have they have a lot of experience too. That's a huge thing for them. Is they're they're a very very kind of senior junior upperclassman mm-hmm. led team, which normally proves well in the big dance. So we'll have to see how it goes. But I'm really high on Houston right now, and I'm hoping for the best. We'll kind of see. I think that they're the best team in the AAC. There's really not that. Much competition, no, I would argue. especially with the Greg Marshall news. There's even yeah. less competition. Yes, exactly. So the AAC's got a lot, a lot of competition. So I think they're going to have to kind of dominate that conference if they want a higher seed. But I also could see them as like a kind of mid-tier seed, not super high up, um, kind of just squeaking out wins and making it far into the tournament. So they're a team yeah. to watch out for in the and watch out for in the yeah. Final Four. We'll see. Those are some Final Four sleepers. Honestly, just the word sleeper just gets me going in the morning. So, like, should we talk about our mid-major sleepers? That's kind of what we're known as, as a podcast, being the mid-major guys. Mid-major we know more guys. about mid-major basketball than just about anybody in the nation. Okay? So, some mid-major teams to keep an eye on. Not even saying that, like, they're going to win a few games in March Madness. Just saying keep an eye on them during the regular season. They'll probably make it. And if they're coming in hot, maybe bet on them. I mean, I'll go with University of Northern Iowa. They were really good mid-major last year. Mm-hmm. They got bounced in the first round of the mm-hmm. NBC conference tourney. Yep. You know, kind of a tough scene for them. They were probably still going to make the tournament, though. No, they were not last year. They There's weren't? No way. They were not. No, they had to win their they conference. Had to win their They're conference not tournament. that good. Yeah. But they got A.J. Green returning. And if you haven't seen A.J. Green, not the NFL player, but the, um, the guard on <laughs> Northern Iowa. Oh, my Sniper. goodness. This guy can snipe from anywhere. Yeah, he is. Watch he, out for him. They also have another key player. I'm blanking on his name right now, but he averages double figures a game. Watch out for University of Northern Iowa in the Missouri Valley Conference. They're also, they also, let me throw it in, they also do not have that much competition in the MVC. Well, not, I mean, we're talking about mid-major teams. Obviously, obviously, so they wouldn't need... And I would argue Loyola Chicago in the Missouri would, Valley Conference yeah. is kind of good Loyal this year. Loyola Chicago so is, they've kind of been perennially last, like, three years, obviously, since that 11th okay. seed run. They've been, yeah. But no, but they're a good MVC team. Yes, good MVC team. Exactly. Emphasis so, on the MVC team. MVC team, not as an overall college basketball D1 team, but... They are a good MVC team. They're, they're also a team to watch out for there, too. All right, my mid-major sleeper, probably many of you guys have never heard of them, is Howard. Um, they're from the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, and they're bringing in a five-star recruit by the name of McCurr Maker. Is that the first time that Howard has brought in a five-star? I'm, maybe? I, I can't imagine that it's not. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. They yeah. out-recruited Kentucky and Memphis and mm-hmm. UCLA to get yeah. Is there McCurr any reason Maker. why he went to Howard? Do we know? It's I'm pretty sure it's an HBCU. Yeah, that could play a role. He wanted to play there. And also they got Nogel Eastern to transfer there. Oh Are my you, god, we, we used to team. slander Nogel Eastern, but he, he did play at Purdue for three years and he started for Purdue almost all of last season. 
In and a mid-major so, conference, uh, Nojo Eastern could cause some no, trouble. Nojo Eastern in the Big Ten is just about one of the worst basketball players you can find. I would but agree. you throw him into like these mid-major conferences, and maybe he his competition goes down. He'll look a lot better. He's still not a good player, but he might look better than he did at yes. Purdue. And That's just just a side note, Nojo Eastern, he's going to need um, a waiver from the NCAA to be able to play this year. But so with COVID, but with COVID there it? is a good chance that Nojo Eastern will get that waiver to play this year. Another thing to update with the COVID thing is that this winter, all winter athletes, so including basketball players, does not count towards their eligibility this year. That is so interesting. We can that, see another Kevin Pangos. You can emerge. see another Kevin Pangos, like a 12-year player, something like that. But So that's just another thing to keep in mind, is that eligibility does not count for any winter sport athlete this year. And with that said, I'm getting into my sleeper team, I guess from the mid-major conference. Not really a sleeper, but the record would say otherwise is the St. Louis Billikens. So at the end of the year, St. Louis last year had they beat VCU at home. They have they're always a spooky team at home. I would say I would they say kind that of too. Yeah, they finished the season twelve and ten. So like obviously the record kind of says like hmm, they're not that good. But they the games I watched them play in, they were always competitive. They're always putting up points. They're returning Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French, who are their two kind of big players, I guess, big returning players. So they're just a team to keep an eye out for. They didn't they finished the season really strong last year, and that's kind of why I'm bringing them into this year and the watch out for them in the mid-major. I mean, if we're talking about the A-10, yes. watch out for Richmond. Richmond. I Richmond, think Richmond, yep. I think Richmond is better than yep. Slope. I would 100% agree with that. They're and returning almost everyone, and they were borderline Blake Francis, Grant Golden. Oh, yeah. So yep. I would say, obviously, Gonzaga, they're kind of a fake mid-major team. I don't, yeah, you I don't argue, personally yeah. consider them. They're a not a mid-major team, but then the Spideys, Richmond Spideys, are the number two, I would argue, the number two yeah. behind Gonzaga team to watch Other out teams for. to mention, UNC Greensboro. Look out for them. I and would I would shout out UConn, but they are not a mid-major team anymore. No, they they have the moved team. to the Big East. Or Big East, my bad, my bad. And Rip UConn. And yep. I no, think they could, a they, mid-major anymore. They could get it handed to them this year in the Big East. Yeah, we'll but see. give them a few years, UConn will get their recruiting back up, and we might see some vintage Big East performances. Kemba-esque. Another team to shout out. This team's been getting a lot of buzz lately. I don't really know if it's warranted, but Austin P. I just want to do a temperature check on them. I mean, unless, I don't know. Either, I don't really you guys know much about Austin, about Austin P. But uh, all I'm saying, they've been getting a lot of buzz lately around the college basketball sphere. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. I guess it's yeah. kind of a wait and see with all these mid-major teams yeah. because when teams get hot and teams like in the beginning of the year, you can kind of predict what some of like the more well-known the majors will do. Then there's always like three or four teams that are like that catch you by surprise, and yeah. they'll be like. Wow, these teams are winning, and they're winning big, and they got a lot of potential come the yeah. big dance. So we'll see what happens. When well, do you guys want to pull up the, um, the preseason All-American teams? I'm yeah. kind of interested to see who those are. Because yeah. we, we referenced them a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah, so I can kind of read off just the first team. So the first team, All-American, is Jared Butler, Luca Garza, Iodasunmu, Cade Cunningham, a freshman from Oklahoma State, are going into Oklahoma Make State. Make note of that. Make note of that. Remember and Corey that Kispert. And Corey Kispert. So... Honestly, the five, other than Cade Cunningham, are kind of expected. You'd expect You'd expect them to be there. They all played really especially well Especially the first three. The first three is first three are no-brainers almost. Yeah, and then coming into this year, they were kind of all expected to be on there. But putting a freshman... That's a bold call. I, I did the research. Preseason All-American is very bold. Last time there was a freshman on the uh, preseason, um, at the end of season top five, you want to know what year it was? 2012-2013. Who was it? I don't know who it was. 
but it, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. And like Kate Cunningham, he's a very big prospect. Number, obviously the Expected number one to be very good, number one recruit in the class. But I think putting him on the preseason All-American is a bit it's ambitious. It's a I bit really ambitious. do. I think putting any freshman preseason All-American, first team, obviously you can throw guys on second. Throw him on second. If you, throw him on if, second if, if, if you he's, you're them. really that confident in him. Yeah. But I really think that it's just disrespectful to guys that improve themselves in the yes. college back, basketball atmosphere to say – you don't deserve a spot. This guy, who was just a high school player playing yeah. against possible scrubs at high school. I mean, but I don't know if I would go there. I don't know. Okay, okay. Yes. If he's another player in his class, but still. If I had to compare him to a college basketball player from last year, I would say he is a bigger, more athletic Anthony Edwards. He is bigger than Okay, if sure. he's bigger and more athletic than Anthony Edwards, then he might be on the first team. Because Anthony yeah. Edwards was a monster last year. He was a monster. And he has a very similar play style to Anthony Edwards. He just okay. attacks the rim. And similar to Anthony Edwards, he's going to be on a team that is not very good. Mm-hmm. So it's he's true. going to have the ball in his hands a lot. That's, I think... Okay, I, State, though, not even just him. They kind of had a good recruiting class in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously he's headlining it, number one player yeah. in his class, so... We'll see what happens with them, but obviously when you get a recruit that big, I wonder when the last time Okie State's had a player that big come there. I personally can't remember anything like that ever before. In the Marcus last, Smart. Marcus Smart, maybe, Marcus but Smart. he's not, he was not like a top five in his class kind of guy. But True. we'll see what happens with them. Who knows, maybe Okie State emerges as a possible five or six seed. One thing, no, one thing to note about Okie State, though, they have a postseason ban for this year they do that is on them they have they're trying to appeal it they might appeal it we don't know who knows but they have a postseason ban that's something to keep in mind yeah as we kind of continue throughout there's a the very season. good chance they appeal it though i would say i haven't done like all the research i would guess but, yeah. i would guess just for the players that they would want to yes it, just to give it a you new kate cunningham you kind of want to appeal that yeah. stuff <laughs> if you got a chance to make some make some make noise, some noise in the tournament. Yeah. Yep. exactly and then moving on to the second team we'll kind of run through that so the second team has um, Remy Martin, obviously, arguably could be in the first team. Mm-hmm. Over Bill Walton Martin. would put him in the first team. Bill Walton would put him number one overall. He's the Wooden Ward. Bright. He's already going to say he's the Wooden Ward guy right now. And then Marcus Zagorowski of Creighton. Creighton's another team to watch out for. Watch out for Zag. They're flying under the radar. Big They're time. really and just big because time. if they, I'd say if they would have kept Tyshawn Alexander, he didn't go to. The, he went to the draft. Oh, I love Tyshawn. Tyshawn Alexander. If they keep him, if it's him and Zagorowski. They're a top five team. Top five. Hundred percent top five team. Easily. Tyshawn Alexander last year was arguably the best two way player in college basketball. I would say he yep. was. Yep. And this year he would that would only continue, I believe. So they would have been nuts. But they're still a great team. Team to watch out for. Another Colin Gillespie of Villanova. Another Big East guard. Another Big East yeah, guard. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. He can he yep. can get a shot off anywhere. Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, who was the big forward, the sophomore. He was a freshman last year. Oh, and he he's did very some, underrated. He's very, very underrated. underrated. He did some last year against Wisconsin. He absolutely killed them. That's the guy he that, had like 16 in the first half against Wisconsin. Is this the guy year. that Luke loves? I feel like Luke loves the guy in Indiana. I want to say it's Trace Jackson Davis. It probably is because <laughs> there's really not much else in Indiana. Yeah. And obviously Jeremiah Robinson Earl yeah. of Nova still. So Nova's got two guys in the on the second team. Obviously a team to watch out for. They're a top, top five yeah. team most likely. And then moving on to the preseason All-American third team, leading off is Marcus Garrett. That's the leader for Kansas. He's a defensive, s- defensive hound dog. I would agree. I love the way Marcus Garrett plays basketball. If he, He's if, always got a full tank energy out there. Yeah. If he improves his offensive play, I guess, you could argue that like Kansas could make – obviously Kansas just has good recruiting class every year. They have yeah, Bill Self. They, they, they suffered some tough losses. They did they suffer really some did. tough losses. 
And then Garrison Brooks from North Carolina, senior forward. Yeah. Hoping that he makes some strides, I guess, for North Carolina State. North Carolina's got another nice recruit in class. Like you could say they had that last Garrison year. Brooks coming back. Mm -hmm. Maybe Roy Williams we'll can actually can get, get the job better done. better than last year. We'll see. We'll see. And obviously Sam Hauser's on this list. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Debatable. That'd be Highly debatable. debatable. Evan Mobley from USC. The bit, He's a big, huge. He's going to replace Onyeka Okongwu. Big O. The big O. I do never, and I never try pronouncing that name. It's just a big O every time. And then BJ Boston from Kentucky, another incoming freshman. We even talked about Kentucky yet. They we have, have not. They kind of they're the same thing as Duke. You know, they just reload that. They reload class every, every year. Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky, arguably Kansas too, you could say. But those guys, those four teams, just reload every year, yeah. and they're going to be competitive every year. That's just how it works because yeah. it's Bill Self, Roy Williams, Coach K, and what was the fourth team I mentioned? But they all have good coaches, so they're going to Calipari. Calipari, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're going to reload. They're going to reload every year just because of that. Speaking of reloading, are there any other teams that had, like, really good recruiting classes? Like, I know one team that had a really sneaky good recruiting class was Texas. Shaka Smart brought in a lot of guys. I think they're ranked, like, 18th in, like, a lot of – They're getting like, a lot around of around 15 to 20 in the preseason mm -hmm. polls. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Shaka Smart's kind of the guy where it's like, I kind of need to see him do it first before I yeah. buy in. Yeah, Speaking he... of Shaka Smart, I don't know how we haven't mentioned this yet. Shaka Smart now has a full head of hair. This really? is this is news to everybody because Jack Smart has been bald forever, forever, and now literally forever. He just has a full head of hair. I, I don't know what I don't know what happened, but it's kind of wild stuff. Check out our Twitter for that. It's <laughs> it's wild. Literally since the days he's been at VCU. <laughs> I, I would say my entire lifetime, I've seen Shaka, Shaka has Smart. been bald since he like got out of the womb. Pretty much, and then all of a sudden, I don't. This is normally it's the complete opposite. How you have hair and lose hair. He had hair, no hair, and then gained hair. What is going on? There is some kind of like wizardry, and this needs to be analyzed. But I think Texas is a team to keep an eye on. They could be a young team with a lot of potential, mm -hmm. similar to like I don't know, let's say like a Memphis from last year. Yeah. Hopefully, players don't just get kicked out or quit or whatever. But. Yeah, Memphis uh, was extremely other, disappointing last year. Any so other we good hope recruiting Texas classes? I'm going to shout out Tennessee. Tennessee's U10, yes. got U10. a five-star recruit coming in as well as a good four-star recruit. And they're returning some guys too. Jordan Bowden, uh, Vise Pons. They should, yeah. they should yep. be a, a decent team this year again. It's kind of, we'll see what happens on U10. Because a few years Rocky ago, top. Rocky Top, when they were, <laughs> when they were, um, when they were like a two-seed in the tournament, I had super high hopes for them. And they, I mean, they didn't disappoint, but they, they underperformed to uh, who they had on their team and what they were capable of doing, I should say. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with them. Last year, they kind of, it was kind of a growing, growing year for them, just kind of getting every new guys in. They lost a ton of players the year before, so yeah, we'll see did. what happens this year. Maybe they'll have some growth from their incoming freshman. Was it Santiago Viscovi or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of their, their best player, I would argue. So we'll see what happens there. Are there any other players, teams, news you guys want to mention before we wrap things up? Kind of a shorter podcast, but yeah, we're still getting back in the swing of things. Yep, exactly, yeah. No, nothing really else on the recruiting classes other than just the classic Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke at 1, 2, and yeah. 3. North Carolina bringing in another point guard. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. I don't know. They always bring in. Yeah. It's going to be a great year. It's, it's going to be, be a great, great year. year. We'll be with you the entire time. Oh, yes. And it was, it was good getting back in the swing of things with podcasts. It might have taken us a few minutes to get started, but... I feel like we got going pretty well. Make sure, once again, to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Made in March Podcast, underscores between every word. Um, we're going to be active on there. We have not in a long time, obviously, because we haven't made a podcast in about seven months. Mm -hmm. But we promise to be more active. And until next time, this is Made in March.